Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to the Angels and Earthlings podcast. I am your host, Melissa Noel. I am a cosmic truth seeker, a mystical way shower, a soft spiritual being with a rebellious edge, a deep soul who thrives on service to raising the vibration of earth, and I am the founder of my business and brand, Angels and Earthlings. Angels and Earthlings is for the rebel soul who knows they are meant for more. The soul who is rooted in their truth, who loves to learn and grow and expand. The soul who doesn't quite buy in to the concept of normal. Angels and Earthlings is for the seekers of ancient wisdom and truth, the esoteric nerds, the ones who deeply feel their infinity, the curious and creative souls, and the spiritual contrarians here to bring in a new era and align to the frequency of the new earth. If you pushed play today, there are messages here for you. And I invite you to join me on this magical journey of exploring what it is to be a divine, eternal soul having a very human experience. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Angels and Earthlings. So... I wanted to share today some ways that we can connect to our soul because we live in a world that gets increasingly louder and denser and heavier and we can lose touch with ourselves and it really doesn't take much to get caught up in everything that's going on around us because it's constant sensory overload. And if you're a sensitive soul like me, you can really feel this. And so it's really helpful to have like these really intentional ways that we can come back home to ourself and connect back to our soul and back to our inner knowing. And so I found that cultivating a ritual or a practice is a really great way of doing this. And so today I want to share with you guys like my routine um, and some of the things that I do and my favorite ways of like just really going inward and keeping that connection to my soul, to my higher self, really prominent in my everyday and as I go through every day. And maybe you can take some of the things that resonate and try them for yourself. And I encourage you to try all the things and kind of create for yourself a different toolkit of all these different practices that you can call on depending on what your mood is. 
So I like to do my practice in the mornings and I feel like that's best probably for everyone because it really sets like that energetical base point for the day. Like you ground into a foundation and it sets you up for alignment as you go about the rest of your day. And when things come into your field throughout the day, you already have that strong foundational set point. And so you react to those external stimuli in a different way. So in the morning, it's also like right when you wake up in the morning, you're also closest to the theta brainwave state, which is a state of consciousness where you're most connected and most open to the divine and to your higher self. So in the mornings, you can slip easier back into this state because you're not that far from it yet. Right? So like versus doing a practice in the afternoon when you've already had all these things coming at you throughout the day and it's harder to find that stillness and find that state where you're open and connected the way you are right right before you wake up in the morning. Um, But of course, like, you know, if mornings don't work for you, regardless, it's important to have some type of practice at any point during the day. Even if it's just five minutes a day, it's helpful. And I kind of alluded to this before, but, you know, coming back to the fact that we are cyclical beings, we're animals, we have different needs on different days, depending on what's going on in our lives, depending on how we're feeling that day, depending on how our body feels that day. So for me, I found that having like a big toolkit of different rituals that I can pick and choose from each day that will support whatever energetical state I'm in that day is really good to have. So like some days, for example, I might just want to just sit in quiet meditation and just be in my body and just feel my body and just connect go inward and feel every energy center and just be in stillness. And then other days, maybe like I have more energy and I'm feeling really inspired and creative and I just want to write or I'm wanting to take action and, and do something physical. Or maybe I'm just needing to process emotions. So maybe I need to cry, you know, or write it out or whatever. So like I have a toolkit with different rituals that match all my different personalities, all my different moods, all my different cycles. And some of my favorite rituals in my toolkit are like, I'm going to give you a list. Um, so you guys can start here. And then like add other stuff that sounds cool to you too. So I love doing a guided meditation. Like that's probably my favorite way to meditate because 
I don't have to sit and fight with my left brain to stay in quiet stillness. So I love to do a guided meditation. And I'm sure as I get better at that, then maybe one day I'll be able to sit on my own. Um, But I also really love the visualization aspect of it and the prompts. So you can find so many of those on Spotify or YouTube. Um, I also love doing EFT tapping. That's emotional freedom technique. And it's literally like tapping physically on different meridian centers on your body that allow you to release stored emotions. And while you're tapping, you say affirmations. And it's a beautiful way of connecting the mind, body, and spirit. Um, Gala Darling, Gala Darling is really good for that. And then Brad Yates on YouTube. I love Brad Yates's tapping videos. So check him out. Um, okay. Having a tea ceremony. So this is something that's newer to me in the last few months, but I love having my tea ceremony. I have these beautiful herbal teas that are purple in color and they smell good. They taste good. They look pretty. Like it's incorporating more of the senses, which I'll touch on later. Um, And it's also a really grounding practice. It stills the mind and it also is soothing to the body. Uh, What else? Visualizing and daydreaming. So this is just fun. If I'm just feeling in a really giddy mood, like I will just go somewhere in my mind and just make up a whole world or whatever, like daydreaming about anything is so much fun. And fun fact, did you know that your imagination is actually one of the most powerful tools that we have in our body for manifesting? When we make that connection, you literally reprogram your subconscious to become that person that has that daydream, like all the things that you're doing in that daydream. It's really, really powerful. Um, Joe Dispenza has a lot of research on that, but basically your, your brain doesn't know that your imagination isn't real. So when you're imagining yourself in your wildest dreams, your brain literally can't tell if that's real or if that's made up. So you that's how you rewire your brain and create new neural pathways, which subtly start to connect you to that version of you in the daydream because your brain thinks that's you. Um, brain hack. Amazing. Uh, what else? Writing. So this can be anything from automatic writing to listing out your manifestations, um, writing poetry, writing stories like the act of writing can be really, really um, good for allowing unknown insights to come through that maybe you didn't realize you were holding on to. And doing mirror work, that's really great. I love to do this in the morning when I'm doing my skincare, is just saying affirmations into the mirror. You can find affirmation playlists Again, like anywhere out there on the internet, there's this goddess affirmation playlist that I love to do that I've posted on my Instagram, but, um, doing mirror work is, is really huge. 
Um, sometimes I will pull an oracle card and reflect on that. Or even just sitting quietly and listening to HZ frequency music or like any high vibrational frequency music. Um, and like high vibrational, I mean music that makes you happy, that's unlifting, that has positive lyrics and positive intention because everything that we consume affects our energetic field. And if you're not consuming high vibe media, TV shows, music, etc., news stories, things like that, it is affecting you on a subconscious level. So, okay, those are my favorite rituals and tools that are in my toolkit. And I switch it up. You know, I have all of these listed out and I just kind of pick which one I feel like that day. So on a day that I'm feeling super creative and inspired, maybe I'll listen to frequencies while I'm writing out my manifestations and saying my affirmations in the mirror. And then like other days that I'm more quiet and introspective, I'll do a guided meditation and I'll journal on my feelings. So you can see how like having this toolkit can support you because having your practice is not this one size fits all type of thing. It's individual. And the beauty is that you get to make it whatever you want it to be. So start listing out some different rituals or activities or practices, like whatever you want to call it. Start listing those out. Make a list that you can choose from and then keep that list uh, somewhere where you can see it, where you're going to have your practice. Um, That's usually called an altar. So the next thing is to create your altar. And this is essentially like creating the space physically creating your sacred space. And by doing this, you're also energetically inviting in intention into your practice. So you can create this by choosing a place where you feel very relaxed and very safe. And then create an altar either like on a desktop or on the top of a table or on a tray that you could take with you somewhere. Create it with all the different things that inspire you. So, and things that like you'll use in your practice. So you could have crystals, candles, incense. You can have your vision board nearby. Maybe you have flowers or books, or journals, or your oracle deck, like, this is what you sit in front of during your practice. So it's a physical reflection of your intention. And having this physical reflection that you see and touch and are present with really reinforces the intention, and it creates a sacred, safe, welcoming, peaceful place that you feel called to be in the presence of every day. And um, I always, always like to use the elements during my practice. So I will use fire and I'll use that with a candle or with incense 
and air is represented by the smoke. I'll use a flower or maybe like a crystal to represent the earth. And then I have tea or uh, sacred intention water for the water. And I'm going to do an episode about water, but water is so incredible. So even if I don't do a tea ceremony that day, I still use a little cup of water and I'll speak blessings and intention into it while I hold the water. And then I'll drink half of it at the beginning of my practice and then I'll finish it at the end. And um, water is actually a really beautiful conductor of energy. And like I said, I'll do a whole episode on water, but that's the way that I use um, all the elements in my practice. And I actually learned about using all the elements from a past life of mine where I was an oracle. And in that life, I used all of the elements in my practice as well. And so during that session, when I connected with my higher self, my higher self told me to involve all the senses in a practice, as well as, uh, sorry, to involve all the elements in my practice, as well as all the senses. So sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate the elements and the senses into your practice. So play around with that. Um, It's really fun to to see where you can combine things as well and create new experiences. Something else I heard of that I don't do currently, but I'm going to make one. Um, I'm working on getting it together now, but there's this concept of a mind movie and that is essentially a vision board, but it's in movie form and you watch it every day and it programs your subconscious and literally again, like rewires your brain and creates new neural pathways and creates an opening to the reality in which your vision board comes true through that portal of your consciousness and your energetical alignment. So stay tuned on how that works. (laughs) But um, I really love that idea. But really the whole point of all of this is just to connect back to your soul, right? Like we get so caught up in our days that we often don't even take time to allow the wisdom of our soul and allow our higher self to come through and guide us. And, you know, it takes intention because this wisdom doesn't come through in lightning bolts. I mean, it can, but often it comes through in really subtle ways. And if we aren't paying attention, we're like we could completely miss all the signs. I can't tell you how many times I'm doing a past life regression session and a client's higher self says, I have been trying to get their attention and they're just not hearing me. And finally, I have the chance to talk. So like, let me tell you guys, your soul is literally trying to connect with you all the time. And so that's why 
we have to like really intentionally create this space and the channel by which those messages can come through. And the most obvious and simplest way, but something that we often neglect is just to, you know, ask your higher self, ask your soul, just talk to your spirit. You can do this out loud or in your heart. You know, just drop in. You could do a guided meditation. Just feel grounded and relaxed. And in that space, you can ask your soul. You can ask your knowing. You can even ask your spirit team questions and get answers. And the answers might come to you in a variety of ways, but they will come through. It might take some practice and it might take some learning how to listen. And I've been there, but you can get there because you'll learn all the different ways that it comes through. Like we're so used to communicating through spoken word that we forget there's all these other ways that communication can come through. It can come through, sure, in words. It can come through in um, visions, in something that you hear. It could come through as a feeling. It can come through as a color. Maybe it's just an impression or a knowing. You know, and, and sometimes you might even get that it's not the time to know just yet. And that's okay too. The point is to really just open that channel of connection and begin cultivating that connection so that at some point that channel will just be open. It will feel natural. And that's when the downloads come through. And, um, I want to touch on like manifestation because that's a really hot topic that a lot of us are really focused on myself included. And there's a lot of voices out there about it. Um, but I had a session where my higher self came through and talked about that. Um, and I want to share a clip from that session because my higher self had a lot to say about all the different important elements of like not only having a practice and a ritual, but the importance of intention and energy and how that's used to manifest like your deepest desires to bring about whatever you want. So in this conversation with my higher self, we discussed manifestation practices and some of the common practices that a lot of people do and, you know, why they work and how they work. And it's actually all about the energetical intention. So check out this clip from my session and hear what my higher self had to say about having an intentional practice. You said that she should write her manifestations out. Is there a specific way she should write her manifestations out? Yes. She should write them in ceremony to make it a sacred practice 
what type of ceremony do you recommend? would benefit from a tea ceremony to help her unplug from all the distractions to involve more of the senses taste and smell and sight as she writes. Thank you. Purple teas will be good. Herbal? Or purple? Purple. Purple? Okay. Yes. Purple. This is the color of royalty. She will enjoy it. Okay. It will help her feel into the energy of abundance. Okay. Thank you. other people to tap into abundance is it just simple as just joy for everyone or people block themselves they they do not let themselves experience the simplest of joys people feel they need massive joy and therefore they do not appreciate the simple joys and it's in the simplicity that abundance that the seeds of abundance are planted you cannot get a massive oak tree out of nowhere you must plant the seed and nurture it and allow it to grow. Okay. Okay, thank you. Are money trees aligned with abundance? They can be. It is anything that connects the person energetically and this can come in many different forms for example a money tree may work with someone who resonates with that image and the purple tea will also resonate with the energy for her and it may be different for others. Choose one thing and start with that. You know what to choose first. 
Okay. Thank you. So there is a ritual that people do on the first of a month of the month with blowing cinnamon into their front door for abundance. Can you tell me what does that ritual do? If it does anything at all. It works by applying the senses, sight and taste, I'm sorry, sight and smell. It's best to involve as many senses as possible in any ritual to magnify the effect. The cinnamon is what accomplishes that aspect of this ritual. Okay. Oh, thank you. Does it have to be on the first of the month or can it be done whenever? It can be done whenever. Okay. Thank you. When people do this ritual, should they have an intention for the date to end for the ritual? To bring in that abundance? Like an expected expected date? No. No. Okay. This is not the point. Okay. There should be no expectation of an outcome. Okay. And it is important to have intention without expectation and without parameters to be delivered within. Thank you so much. That was very helpful. There is more. Yes. The parameters disallow the, the manifestation from coming in in the way it desires to appear. It's important to know this. Okay. So we're not supposed to know how, we're just supposed to trust. Yes, okay. it is okay to have a desire yet important to remain detached from that desire manifesting in any specific way or time period because this disallows the energy of the manifestation to surprise you in the way that it would want to come through. Okay. It's it likes to surprise 
and the boundaries that people set do not allow this. It needs to be allowed. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. So um, as you can see, a lot of this conversation was, you know, it was personalized to me, but I think it's really good information that everyone can benefit from. Basically, what I took away from this was that we can use a variety of methods to attract our manifestations, but it's not so much about the modality that we use as it is about the energy and the intention behind our use of the modality. So find one that feels really good to you, that's inspiring to you, where you feel energy behind it, and start to incorporate that. Set an intention, uh, set an intention for yourself and for the energy. And I just want to, you know, reiterate again for some final thoughts is that connecting to our soul is so beautiful and so important. And it's where we find truth. It's where we find peace and stillness. And it's where we find isness itself. And through cultivating a connection with your soul through a daily practice, we can really find our purpose. We can really experience abundance, love, like whatever it is your heart desires. There is a soul reason for that. And we can explore that in this sacred space of connection. So I hope that these insights served you in some way. And um, I hope that you maybe feel a little inspired to cultivate your own sacred practice of connection with your soul. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, make sure and leave a comment sharing all about your favorite ways to cultivate a sacred practice. And please share this with someone who you think would enjoy this content and would enjoy these insights because we can all benefit from having that sacred and special connection with your soul. As always, I am sending you lots of love and I can't wait to meet you again in the next episode of Angels and Earthlings. Thank you for tuning in today. I am truly honored to be on this journey with you. And I'd like to send you something special in gratitude for you being here. If you found value in this episode and you leave a five-star rating on Spotify or a written review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me along with your email address. And as a thank you, I will send you my protective light guided meditation. This is a beautiful guided visualization meditation, which will allow you to place a protective white light around your body, which will shield and protect your energy as you move about in the world. 
If you are interested in working one-on-one with me, having your own past life regression session, or attending one of my live events, check out the show notes for some helpful links and to stay on top of all things angels and earthlings through my newsletter. And as always, I am sending you so much love and blessings on your journey until we meet again.